Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tech Connect Podcast. I'm John Martin. And I'm Dean Reverman. Dean, uh, you know, we've brought this up so many times on the show, but mm. selling just a thing is not the way to get by these days, right? No. Right. I know, like, the, the yeah. Amazons and the online, you know, sellers of the world, you know, that you just go buy things from, that's fine. Yeah, like one thing here, right. one thing there. Mm -hmm. But in the VAR world, selling solutions is what matters, right? Bingo. Like, full-on solutions that come out of the gate, ready to go, ready to put in place, ready to use. Yes. And that can be a big differentiator for our VARs and with their customers, right? Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to dive into a little bit of that more of yep. that today. We're yep. going to talk about solutions. We're going to talk about, hey, market ready solutions yes so maybe not necessarily ones that are like super customizable which is great too but there is a place for solutions that are just ready to plug and play where you need them out there or as well. that get you 80 percent down the road there you go there you exactly go. yes so to to do that we've got a guest with us we've got rob risney from intel with us today yep. Yep. he's gonna be talking a little bit about the their io2's iot solution aggregators program yes. which blue star recently became a part of yes. intel's a recent kind of a more recent partner for us we're excited to yes. work with them absolutely we're explain a little bit more about what that is. We're going to talk about those market-ready solutions. What does that mean mm -hmm. for, you know, our VARs, for their end users? Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to talk about why there may be some hesitancy to sell those kind of solutions right. and why there shouldn't be. Yep. Uh, and then we'll, you know, we'll toot our own horn a little bit and tell you about some of the stuff. We got some Blue stuff Star to talk about here, to too, too, but this yeah. is a good one. Buckle in. We it got is, a good one. Very much so. All that plus our usual value of the VAR and what's tech connecting with us. It's time to plug in and get connected. Welcome to the Tech Connect Podcast. It's time to get connected. All right, our guest today, as I mentioned, Rob Rizzini from Intel. He is the Director of Edge AI Solutions Architecture. Rob, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. What is your day-to-day -day life at Intel? Well, uh, I'm really pleased to be here. It's great to see you guys again. I think the last time I saw you was at the VARTEC conference, yes. uh, yeah. you know, where you, know, you, guys, you guys got an award. So I'm very humbled to be with you today. So <laughs> I'm hoping I can you know, you know, come up to the same class that, that you gentlemen bring. Got to live up to the standard there, Rob. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think you can do it. about coming up to the state. Although you didn't tell me that I had to wear a matching shirt. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's in the mail. The yeah. shirt's in the okay, mail. Good. That's good to know. So, um, you know, my, my background is in, uh, is in analytics um, and the software world. Um, and if you've been paying attention to the world uh, that Intel's been talking about, uh, our CEO, Pat Gelsinger's, been talking about the fact that software sort of drives the ecosystem. And that shouldn't surprise us, uh, really, because um, any solution effectively deployed on silicon requires a great, you know, a great interface for real people to, to interact with. Um, and so I was brought into Intel uh, to really help shape and drive that whole, uh, that whole experience uh, of how software gets instantiated inside of and in conjunction with our partners' technologies, be that hardware or services, um, in a way that, that makes it easy for them to change customers' uh, experiences. So that's that's my world. Um, I'm particularly passionate about the world of analytics and you know now the new instantiation of the term artificial intelligence. Um, I, of course, you know, grew up in the days of the movie 
uh, movies that had AIs, you know, blowing up ships and, you know, saying my mind is going. Um, I'm sure you gentlemen know the 2001 reference. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. yeah. So, you know, now it's a little different. We start to think about the application of mathematics to consume data from the edge, uh, right where the customer is to change outcomes. And uh, that's that's a pretty cool space. And it's a great opportunity for for uh, for our VAR community. That's yeah, it. Exactly. It. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I love about the relationship that we're developing uh, with Intel. It's just, there's a lot of synergies that we're going to get into today about what they do and how we and our VAR community and what they need to be doing. But a lot of stuff that we talk about, you know, very much so. symbiosis with uh, with uh, software companies and whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. Well, then let's get into it. Uh, Rob, let's start off. Um, Blue Star was recently added to Intel's list of IoT solution aggregators. Uh, can you explain a little bit more about what that means? That com- might sound like a mouthful to some folks but there, there is a very good explanation behind it. So help us understand what that is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's start with the, the key definition of the term aggregator, okay? And it, and it links to really what is a solution to a problem anyway. Um, it's great if you're a software company to sell a piece of software, but if it doesn't live on a piece of hardware that can make it run, that doesn't do much good. It's great that you have a piece of hardware and a piece of software, but you don't have somebody to connect it to the cloud um, you're not going to be able to deploy it across, say, 1,500 restaurants. And it's great that you have somebody that can do the IT work, but if you don't have somebody that can go in and, say, mount a camera, um, you know, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't really help um, get anything done either. An aggregator's role is to look across the horizon of the hardware, software, and services and bring it together in a unique way that accelerates the time to value for customers. We have only a select number of aggregators, and we're very careful about the people we, the companies we invite into that world. Um, and we were very pleased to see, I just say, the alignment between Blue Star's vision of what it means to solve customer problems from edge to cloud. Um, it, you know, looking across that horizon, and I think some of the value-added services you have. Um, really, um, you know, really made you stand out, which is why we're really pleased to have you in the program. So the program itself, when we talk about your part of the program, you know, once we see a partner who's like-minded um, that that can, you know, engage in the market. I mean, you gotta you gotta think about it. You have your blue shirts and you got your award. Being part of the aggregator program is like getting a like getting a seal of approval. Yes. We see you as a leader in the space of how to solve you know, complex problems for clients, but importantly, by making them easier to consume. And in the end, you know, not every organization has an army of 10,000 developers where they can build things up. They need more, you know, clean ways to adopt things. I mean, like you're in a box kind of solution approach. That's very in line with our strategy. And we like to reinvest in partners that see that, see the world that way. And so, you know, in the end, now Blue Star and its ecosystem have access to the huge amount of engineering resources that Intel can bring to bear. Um, we have our leading marketing uh, platforms, um, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But, uh, you know, again, part of our whole vision here is to equip your ecosystem to just to make to make their clients more successful, especially in these emerging technologies like AI and uh, edge analytics. 
There's a lot there. There's a lot to unpack there. You know, when you think about it, and, and John, you and I have talked about this a lot, mm-hmm. right? You have solutions. We have solution integrators out there, but it always it comes down to at least the solutions that are modern that are being rolled out today are multi-vendor, you know, type of solutions. Right, right. It is it is software. It is hardware. It might be sensors with the IoT edge and what's happening there. There's all kinds of different devices, sensing devices, temperature devices, uh, accelerometers. I mean. Just you name it. There's, they're they're out there, but those solutions and pulling them together is what's so critical. And so what 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 aligns here is that you know from Blue Star's perspective, we are overjoyed to have a partner like Intel in the game because of everything that Rob just said and in more engineering resources. I mean. Typical solution resellers don't have the depth of engineering resource that a company like Intel can bring to the t- right. bring to the table, right? I mean, if you got to have to engineer a solution that's going to be whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's biomechanical or whatever, I mean, just you, when you think about the world, uh, you need some engineering resources behind that. So it, it's so it's nice to be able to have a partner that you can lean on and or solutions that have already been developed that, that kind of have that stamp of approval that Rob was just talking about yep. uh, there. Solution architecting. Right. Because I remember when I worked for a reseller, you know, you kind of feel like you're out on an island sometimes when you're a solution integrator. It's like, man, you know, I got this idea and and maybe you're not the first to think of the idea. Right. But you need some you need some uh, somebody else telling you, you know what, that's not a bad idea. And by the way, here's a solution that can do that. Right. That's kind of what this program's driving towards. Uh, so, again, think about it, that multi vendor kind of IOT solution that everybody wants to get into and needs to get into. Yep. I completely agree. You know, and I think uh, that seal of approval we were just talking about from Intel on this matters a hell of a lot more to Blue Star than our podcast getting a little award. But, <laughs> uh, but at the same time, you know, but, but there's a very good point there about the fact that if to a customer, to an end user, mm-hmm. when they need a solution, when they come to somebody, to one of our VARs and say, hey, we uh, we need a warehouse management and inventory management solution. You know, we, we, we need to change things up. We're trying to modernize for the new supply chain and the new world order. So let's uh, let's let's we need a new solution. They are looking to you to provide that solution end to end. They don't mm-hmm. care about whether you're grabbing a Honeywell or a Zebra product or a printer over here or software over there or getting services from this guy or that guy. They don't care. They just want you to show up and get it all done for them. You know, that's that's, right. that's the end result as far as they're concerned. It's yeah. interesting yeah. to me because the way you even phrase the way that conversation goes with a customer, you know, you know, your VARs and and your, you know, your inherent integrator community the conversation they're having often doesn't start with, I want to buy a new warehouse management system. Very true. Sometimes it does, but often what it is, is these are long trusted relationships and somebody sitting down to dinner, uh, you know, with the, with the COO uh, of an organization and they're having a glass of wine and somebody says, you know, the question's asked, how are you dealing with the supply chain constraints? You know, has that impacting you today? Or, you know, we're dealing with a lot of clients in the restaurant business who are really struggling with keeping their quality levels up when they have labor shortages. How do they make sure to, you know, do they make the food? Is it, is it staying fresh? Do they have the right speed of delivery? And so it's at that situation where you want your, your of our community to be a good coach, to be able to extract out the outcome that customer is going for and then be able to come back to Blue Star and your strategic partners like Intel and say, this client is dealing with this outcome. What are the best things that we've got in the box that we could go have a briefing on to show success? Um, and, and that's where 
I'm excited about this because what we need, we have a host of potential opportunities to improve things. What we need is that audience of clients that, that want to hear the successes that are happening around the world. Um, and that's, that's what I'm excited about in working with the, with the Blue Star community, guys. That's right. I mean, we all know that our customer base is out there on the front lines, you know, every day in the supply chain, in the mm -hmm. hospitality, retail world, you know, dealing with trying to answer the solutions that are out there from tier one, from the big uh, companies that are out there uh, to even the small, you know, mom pa type of, of stores. We, we cover the gambit and they're all interested in these types of solutions and being able to walk in and differentiate themselves yep. uh, in a meaningful way, but also have the tool set behind them. And that's, that's what this is driving yep. towards you know yeah well then a big part obviously this this aggregator program is the idea of deploying market ready solutions mm. i know we talk a lot about customizable solutions that's fine maybe for your small to medium business that you know has one two locations or whatever and just needs a fix for their particular situation but as you scale bigger and bigger and you work with bigger customers it might be a little more beneficial to have something that it's ready to go at a, at a larger scale so you know what does that whole market ready idea mean to you rob at, at, and and to intel and what are some of the benefits of that to sellers and end users? That's okay. So that's a great question. I mean, and a lot of times, you know, if you if you spend time on our website or you dig through and have a conversation with folks, you know, things can get buried in marketing programs um, and the terminology. But again, I just like to take things right down to its basics, right? So solutions, obviously. Therefore, it's a statement about hardware, software, and services. How do those come together? And, and often these solutions that we're talking about are designed in such a way so that the specific kind of provider that is engaged can immediately know where their value add happens. Like, hey, this solution already has, you know, a gateway, software on the edge, things on the cloud, and it needs these specific types of implementation services. Okay, so that's beneficial because it means that you, you as the partner can immediately understand what your cost exposure is for implementing them, but also what your return opportunity is for those particular things. But now let's take it away from that point of view in terms of the way that the, you know, the, the implementer, effectively our partner, uh, does. And let's talk about it from, the cons from that customer's point of view. Market ready. Market ready just fundamentally means that it's been tried and tested and proven to work. Okay, so let me give you an example. I had a chance when I was at your VARTEC conference to talk through and showcase some of the solutions we're doing in, you know, in restaurant optimization, in, uh, in retail and hospitality um, experience optimization, doing things like cameras that are testing, seeing emotional intelligence. Those kinds of solutions, we have proven examples with case studies, pre-validated hardware, understood services exposure, which means that the total cost of ownership and time to get it going for your client is dramatically less than starting from scratch. Um, and that's a pretty exciting thing. And here's the other interesting thing that's, I think, really cool about working in the Blue Star community. There's a host of Intel-powered capabilities in your, in your ecosystem already, whether that's you know, looking at uh, computer hardware, uh, technologies in, in, in that are supporting warehouse imp implementations, kiosk displays, as well as software partners. The opportunity for market-ready solutions is also the opportunity for your ecosystem, our ecosystem, 
to come to find their own market ready solutions and have them exposed by Intel as leading examples of how they can be successful. So we can be successful, not make it fast to drive revenue. We can make it easier for the customer to understand how they can be successful. And we have a vehicle to help your partners effectively commercialize their own IP and value right back into the ecosystem. How wonderful is it for a reseller, for a solutions integrator to have, you know, have the ability to have a market ready solution. I'm telling you, when one of the things that you that solutions integrators do is they dabble in science fair projects. And I'm going to use that term, right? right. You know, oh, man, there's a great idea. And they start going chasing after some technology, some solution, something out there that maybe somebody in, in the company came to and said, hey, we should do this idea or, or a customer comes to them and said, hey, we should do this idea. This helps to thwart science fair projects. You know, if you start getting tapped into this ecosystem and now you have market ready solutions, which by the way, they are off the shelf solutions. But as we have learned on the Blue Star side through our in a box solutions, mm -hmm. that really a lot of this can be the conversation starter. Maybe as I mentioned earlier, it gets them 80% down the, right, down the right. road, right? Yeah, this solution, you know what? This is 80, 90% of what we were just talking about. We need this 10, 20% customization here. Well, that's what the solution integrator is there for anyway. Right. You know, that's yeah. what that's their role in here is to say, because every company is different, every menu is different, every, yep. right? So your job is to do that. And that's that's kind of the genius here uh, around the market ready solutions is you kind of thwart those science fair projects uh, and be able to go to market much faster. Rob did an elegant uh, way of, of describing that. But what could be better than it's this is possibly a two way street. So not only does, you know, can you get those market ready solutions, but also gives you a venue that if you do develop right. those solutions, you now have an ecosystem that you can promote that back to. Yep. Yep. Uh, wow. You know, yeah. that's kind of cool. I mean, as a reseller, again, I'll just harken back to some of the solutions that we were coming up back in the day when we were doing, you know, like point of sale integration into digital menu boards. I mean, we felt like we were out on an island, but I guarantee you that's being done right. today. Right. You know, those types of solutions. So, yeah, yeah pretty well, exciting. I'd love to just put a challenge out there to, to, to the ecosystem. You know, I, I think I'd love to see a challenge that we put together out for the first three, you know, resellers that come out. From the blue from the blue star ecosystem that come forth want to partner with 1 of our emerging and AI analytics ISVs um, and put together a market ready solution. Uh, I know Intel and blue star will put engineering effort behind it uh, to make that successful. So 1st, 3, uh, and I'll help promote them out in the market. There you go. There you go. You're and already here first. And we can promote it through our AppWare solutions, that, too. Go. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But awesome. that's the power of partnerships, right, that we yeah. always talk about. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, then, okay, so at this point, if you've been listening to all this and you're still, like, unsure, like, do I want to do this? Is this really useful for me? Why might anybody be, you know, hesitant to kind of build and sell these full solutions? You know, why why wouldn't you want to get involved in this? That's a great question, you know, and it's it's not really about any packaging, market-ready solutions, anything like that. It's truly the journey that the partner is on relative to the kind of business they want to be in. You know, I, I, when, I, when I've worked in, in the channel myself in, in, multiple, in multiple roles uh, over the years, and, you know, naturally, different sales forces have different skill sets. So one of the things that often, you know, leaders of you know, these environments might hesitate on is I'm not, am I sure that my sales force is going to be ready for these maybe more com, uh, complex business conversations? Um, you know, that that's one area. 
um, and I'm going to put them up and knock them down. Okay, so first one is how hard is it for someone to, that's not used to this approach to, you know, get this, you know, get into this new mode of selling. Um, and one of the entry gates that goes into uh, being a, a market ready solution is we make it ready for our own sales force. That means that we have pitch guides, marketing approaches. It's not just about the technology. It's about the mechanism to have the conversation with the customers. So pitch guides, you know, presence to be able to drive leads, that whole business continuum we try to deal with to make it a lot more frictionless. That's the first thing, sales force adoption. I think the second thing though is how do you find a space that's a logical extension of where you are today? If you're somebody who's you know calling on a you know a warehouse and you're selling zebra technology and you know and Intel and Blue Star come knocking on your door and ask you to pivot and start selling custom AI modeling tools for machine vision focused in healthcare, that's probably something you shouldn't jump into. Okay, so that idea that you might jump way beyond your core competency away from where your customer base is, is also a challenge. And that's why what we try to do is orient this around industry outcomes so that you can share with us your key customer focus. And then we can pick up something that's going to be easier to adopt and easier to extend into your existing business model. I'd say those are two of the biggest issues that, that start to pop up, but also, you know, frankly, it's just a case of, you know, some, some partners are comfortable. I'm comfortable with where I am today. I'm not really trying to drive into new things. And you know what? I respect that. There's a lot of partners that are out there that, you know, are satisfied with where their business is. And, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a luxury we have, you know, in the, in the country we live in. Um, there are others that are up, really up and comers are trying to grow to the next level. They're trying to add some zeros on the back end of their uh, commission checks. Um, and that's when things like MRS and some of these emerging places like AI can really be the jet fuel that's needed to launch those businesses into the stratosphere. Inertia can be so hard to break oh, yeah. when, when it comes yeah. to resellers, right? They, they, they get stuck in a rut and it's like, man, how do we, how do we, because Blue Star, we, we always talk about it. We know we do this it. really well. Why should we do anything yeah, else? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't need to go anywhere. So, so breaking, you know, and to Rob's point, you know, a lot of people just aren't there and maybe that's not, this isn't for them, you know, right. or they have their fiefdom or whatever you want to call it. They're a little, they're a little world and, and they don't really, there's just hesitancy to get out of that yep. because, you know, there's comfort there, but, you know, where, where that's falling short as we've talked about ad nauseum almost now is that the fact that you know you're not going to be around for a long time or your right. customers aren't going to be with you for a long time right. if you aren't embracing the solution cell now more than ever i mean okay maybe 30 years ago you could get away with just being you know the one that has right, the right. electronic cash drawer that you're going to put in a retail establishment that's gone right. you need analytics you need to be able to tap into the cameras you need to be able to you need to be able to do all of that or at right. least have a solution uh, in the tech stack that can do that so yeah 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 you know i also like that uh, we we've, we've brought this up a couple times now the last couple of questions this idea of having case studies and you know repeatable information that we can mm. hand out and say look we've done the, we've done our homework mm -hmm. we've done the homework we can show you exactly because i think that stands out so oh, much yeah. more when you're when you're up against competition they're all come running in and are saying the exact same thing you do is yeah we've got a solution for this we got xyz we can do this we can do that we got all these partners but when you can come to them and say yes we've got we're offering you basically the same thing everybody else is offering you but 
not just that, but we've got the data to back it up. Mm-hmm. We've done the research. We've done the studies. Our partners at Intel have done the work. We've got case studies. We can show you exact examples. We can maybe even put you in touch with people that have rolled out these exact solutions, and they'll tell you what the, what worked and what didn't. They'll tell you why this is, is the one to go with. There's so much power behind that that I think a lot of businesses just don't want to take advantage of. They'll they'll do lip service to it. They might throw out like you might see on their website the names of various companies that they've worked with and sold solutions to, but you don't hear them back it up as often as they should. You don't hear them talking about it as often as they should because it should be part of what you're leading with with your conversations. Absolutely. Is not only do we have this, but we've done it. We're successful with it. We've repeated it on a, on a regular basis. And I can put you in touch with five or six people who will tell you exactly that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Backed by, you know, the power of Blue Star yeah, and Intel yeah. and it, things like that. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So you get that yeah. stamp on it and you also get that, you know. Dude, I'd be uh, leveraging the heck out of that. If no I was a sales manager in sales for a reseller, I'd be all over that. Yep. Yeah, I agree. For sure. Well, then let's um, let's toot our own horn here for a change. We don't do this too often on the podcast where we talk about Blue Star ourselves that much. But, yeah. uh, you know, we fit – I think the reason why – you know, I hopefully the reason why Intel selected us to be part of this program and, and wanted to work with us on this. And, you know, we are very honored, obviously, to have that seal of approval and that privilege. But a lot of it's because we have been doing a lot of this stuff already. Yep. So, Dean, I'm going to let you kind of start this off here. What are some of these things that, that the Blue Star has already had in their wheelhouse that enables us to go out and help create these market-ready solutions for our partners well two things i guess that we'll, we'll talk about here real quick you know of course we have our in a box solutions right. which is so a lot of this is solution build and uh we've we've had that in the marketplace for over a decade now and the whole concept is very analogous to what we've been talking about here look how do we bring together software hardware vendors the resellers services that they're going to lump in put it all in a box you know uh if you will and then they can market that and and they have uh, some of our uh, resellers have leveraged that very, very well mm-hmm. in the marketplace. They've used it as a differentiator, especially in like government bids, for example, where, you know, it's an RFP and you've got a hundred people, you know, responding to the RFP. Everybody's got the same components, but one of them is out there. Oh no, I, I have an in a box solution for you that is cop in a box or something like that. Whoa, what's this? A little bit of a differentiator that some kind sometimes can kind of give you that a little bit of edge that you're looking for. So in a box solutions, the whole solution build is it's like we're cut from the D, same DNA here mm. but the other thing that, that that's unique that I think that we're bringing to the table and I think that's got Intel excited is our Tech Connect program this is what you know our formal way of going out to the software development community and saying hey if you're looking for a way to get into this channel into this ecosystem, we can help you. And right. we do that in, in a variety of ways. First off, a lot of software development companies are just that. You know, Some of them sell direct, but they're looking for that indirect sales model where they can really amplify 10x their ability mm-hmm. to go out mm-hmm. to market uh, through, through reseller community. We can do that. We have over 12,000 companies that buy from us globally every single year. If you, if you have a solution that speaks to them, we can definitely help you amp up uh, or build a reseller channel out there through our Tech Connect program. If you're looking to market that, because a lot of you know what we talk about, of course, we're marketing geeks and we right, love to right. talk about marketing, but when you get the solution, I'm so glad Rob uh, already touched on this, you, you know, helping to market that solution out into the world, Appware Solutions is something that we've had for nearly five years here at Blue Star, which is exactly that. It's end user demand generation using the bundle build type of solutions, using content marketing, going out there, finding opportunities for these parties at hand. So Tech Connect does that. 
It offers thought leadership and stuff like that uh, as a part of the program. And then the final piece that our Tech Connect program uh, offers is the financing. So at the end of the road, you get this wonderful deal. And what do distributors do? Well, we often refer to ourselves as a bank because honestly we do. <laughs> you know, We offer lines of credit right. and the ability for these solutions now to get to market through financing. Well, we have what we call hybrid SaaS, which is, and I won't get into it here, but a very flexible way for solutions integrators to now, oh, we've got that deal. How are we going to finance that mm -hmm. deal? From a couple thousand dollars to millions of dollars, doesn't matter what, what the, the, uh, the deal is worth, we can help you get that out there on monthly payments for the end user, all kinds of nice, flexible, and somewhat sophisticated ways to do that. So anyway, we've got that Tech Connect program, which I think, you know, yeah. again, it's, it's our embracing software companies. And Rob, that's where you started, right, man? At the, at the very top here, it's software. Mm-hmm. Right. It's and, yeah, and I think the key here, I want to double down on what you just said around Tech Connect, because the value that this has to the ecosystem, especially for the small emerging te uh, tech companies, um, you know, there's there's thousands of venture backed uh, ISVs uh, that are toying with AI. There's a, a host of organizations focused in different kinds of ways, very niche kind of space. It hasn't yet consolidated. For those of you that are software industry people, if you will, you know, if the, if the Gartner hype cycle um, is talking about um, the, the world of analytics, AI is way up there on the top. And so are issues like, um, like machine vision um, and, other, and other areas that could be instantiated in really valuable ways. The value that Tech Connect gives the ecosystem is not just the idea that, hey, you yourself can, you know, are, are marketed individually. It's that the category of technologies focused on a problem can be positioned. I mean, if you will, you know, think about, I like to use an analogy. Um, you know, if, if you look up in, at, up at the night sky, you know, you might see a star and, and an individual star has specific attributes, right? It's a class G, it's a class M, you know, maybe it has its own individual things and it's got, you know, you know, it's got a planet structure or whatever. I'm no astronomer, so don't ask for a lot of details, <laughs> but that one star might be unique. But if you put those stars next to other stars, it forms a constellation, you know, all of a sudden it's a lot, it's Orion's belt. It tells a bigger story around the industry outcome. And for the ISV community, what Tech Connect and this whole concept does is it allows the smaller players that frankly have the, they're the snowflakes. They're the ones that if somebody gets a hold of early, they're gonna explode in growth. Um, and that's one of the reasons I'm super excited to bring together the Intel AI ISV ecosystem into the Blue Star ecosystem because we can create constellations in the customer's mind. And the nice thing about that is that means that for the VAR, we're also reducing risk because what they're able to do is tell a story and present a short list of potential solutions. And the ISVs can then do the job that they're really good at, which is showcasing their specific technical capabilities, doing a proof of concept, I think there's a huge opportunity here um, as we bring our ecosystems together. Um, and I, I think that I think that next year's Vartech, I think we're gonna have a lot of a lot of interesting conversations uh, just regarding the you know the explosiveness of what this what this bringing together can start to mean. 
very exciting time. I'll give you a right this. a right now type of scenario. We were talking to Jim Foster just the other mm-hmm. day about, and Rob already mentioned it, AI in hospitality for food quality checking. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, I mean, if you are a software development development company that has gotten that niche, that, that you're in that space. Everything that Rob just said is should be like exciting you, yep. right? Oh, yeah. Because what this partnership now brings to the table is not only the ability to develop a market-ready solution, which is awesome in and of itself, but now through Blue Star and our Tech Connect program, if you want to get in front of 6,000 resellers that, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, are selling solutions every single day to hospitality, big and small, and they're all crying for, we need better food quality right, you know, right. solutions in our back of house. Done. Yeah. You know, now yep. we just need to create that constellation. Love that. You mind if I borrow that, Rob? Yeah, Moving I love forward? that analogy. That's We're going to start using your little star constellation. <laughs> you know, uh, and I'll, I'll even add on to that analogy, too, because when we here on Earth look up at the sky and see the stars and see constellations, we just see how they connect together and what they form. Mm-hmm. We don't know which ones are the bigger ones, which ones are the brighter ones, which ones are closer or farther away. And I think that's the same way to think about this. The mm-hmm. end user it goes back to what I was saying much earlier. The end user doesn't care how it all comes together. They just want to see the big picture. Mm-hmm. And if you can go to them and you have rather one of those pieces is just a small little guy who's off here in the corner somewhere and does just one simple little service piece, they don't care as long as you're able to come to them and say, look at this beautiful constellation we've put together for you. This is the solution that you wanted. It's all together here for you. And that's all they care about. They're looking at it from the million mile view, mm-hmm. not the up close. I want to see what every individual piece and part does. As mm-hmm. long as you're getting the job done for them, I think they're going to be happy with what they get in the end result. Yep. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Well, I, uh, you know, before we wrap things up here, let's take, as always, a quick moment to yep. thank our sponsors. Uh, first of all, Elo, Epson, Honeywell, and Zebra. Thank you for supporting the show all the time. And Intel. And most importantly, thank you to <laughs> Intel for supporting us today and, and letting lending us Rob for this particular episode. Uh, as always, if you want to get in touch with us, if you have thoughts about the show, if you have questions, topics you want us to hit on. A challenge a, you want to throw to us. A, a cha- yeah, there you go. A challenge you want well, to throw to us. we got three challenges yeah, out that's there. That's right. right. So yeah. if you, if you, if you want to do that, if you want to meet one of Rob's challenges and offer up a solution that you think that we could go to market with and, and meet that need, let us know. If uh, you know if you don't want to reach out to, to Rob directly, let us know. You can find us uh, on Twitter at TechConnectPod. You can also email us, TechConnect at BlueStarInc.com. All right, let's wrap things up, as always, first of all, with the value to the VAR. So this is where we kind of do a little bit of a takeaway. And we've, we've covered a lot of stuff in this conversation, but yep. I feel like, you know, I, people should get what we're driving at here. But, you know, if, if I guess maybe one takeaway we can give our audience is if they're thinking about this and thinking, all right, I, I want to get in on this. I want to go out there and put out some market-ready solutions. I want to tap into this. Rob, from your point of view, what are some of the markets and industries that are, are really strong targets for these types of solutions right now? Absolutely, I'll name them. I'll name them really quick. And the nice thing is, we've got pre-validated ISV constellations ready to engage via Blue Star in these key areas. Uh, first of all, first of all, retail and hospitality patron experience. If you're engaged with a retailer, um, a restaurant, um, a hotel that has services where patrons come in and they're looking at ways to maximize engagement, increase basket size, increase experience just decrease the amount of traffic in the parking lot. Those are great opportunities for the application of AI. And we've got solutions ready to go. Other key area, boy, did I hear, did I hear this a lot? You know, that's why I brought potato chips to my talk. Uh, supply chain issues. 
Supply chain and logistics efficiency is a hot button in every industry right now, not just mine. Um, and the application of analytics to do things like machine, machine uh, learning applications uh, to do demand forecasting. We're seeing clients increase their forecast, at forecast accuracy by 60 to 70% over traditional human-driven BI methods. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, so aspects in, in uh, areas of logistics and supply chain efficiency, some great partners aligned to help support that. Other area that I call out that I think touches a lot of sectors that would be of interest to people would be worker health and safety. You know, we're coming out of we're coming out of the world of uh, of an epidemic, uh, but the fact is, I don't think industry is ever going to think about it the same way. We're going to be thinking about our you know personal protection equipment. We're going to be thinking about you know where people should walk, how people should, you know you know what's the safe way to interact with machinery, and these are some of the emerging areas in AI applications that are ready to go today, and clients are successful. Those are some great uh, quick places to start. I would agree with that. Yeah. He thinking he nail yeah. on the head there. I, I don't know yeah. that I have a lot to add there, but <laughs> the, but the it's only, a growing ecosystem is, too. Is I guess what I would throw on there. The only thing I'll add is I love the fact that you didn't say anything that just sounded like a road solution. Like you didn't when you mentioned retail and hospitality, mm -hmm. you didn't say, well, you know, a POS system or a you know a general retail <laughs> system. No, you mentioned customer engagement. When you talked about supply chain, you didn't say, well, you know, WMS or inventory manager. That's the generic stuff. You talked about analytics. You talked about machine learning. I love this idea that like it's not about going to market with a solution that is just the solution that everybody needs and wants, mm -hmm. but the solution to actual problems that people are dealing with. Mm -hmm. And I'll take one step quick further here because when we talked about the Tech Connect program, and I live in that world a little bit on the appware side of things, and, yeah. and Cordy obviously has been in that world for even longer. But a lot of what we do there is, you know, it, there's a lot of vetting involved there. While we are more than happy to to bring in software companies and talk to them about the program and integrate them and, you know, and have them on hand, the ones that we truly get in deep with and start building solutions and develop partnerships with them is the ones where we've done the vetting, we've done the work. Mm -hmm. We know that they are meeting those exact kinds of solutions. They're not just another POS provider. They're not just another digital display provider that they are someone who is meeting a, a need and a challenge that exists in the market right now. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of stuff that we want to go out and market. That's the stuff we have fun marketing. Oh, yeah. When I can go out there and, and write an ebook expressing, hey, I know you have these particular issues. Here's the stuff that solves mm -hmm. it. And mm -hmm. it's not just the generic issues. It's the deep stuff like customer engagement, like supply chain well, it's problems. It's the solutions that people need today. Exactly. Right? I mean, yeah. And that's what it's all about. That's, Staying that's the on differentiator. That yep. mm -hmm. yeah. Very much yeah, so. Yeah. Awesome. Great, great uh, answers there. Uh, all right. Well, hey, let's get into our final segment, the fun part of the show. What's Tech Connected yes. with you? This is where we get to talk about something from the world of science, tech, innovation, social media, whatever it may be that is got our eye, caught our attention, that's just got us talking and buzzing right now. Rob, I'll let you start. What's Tech Connecting with you right now? Okay, well, I got one that's pretty fun. So uh, my daughter's an aerospace engineer over at Purdue University, nice. and uh, she's got some friends that are big into the Indianapolis Autonomous Challenge, uh, mm -hmm. which is where they're building autonomous Indy race cars, and they've been in the midst right now of going through and how they apply on-edge technology to make high-speed race cars. It's one of the coolest things to go see on YouTube. Some of our key Intel partners are, uh, are participating in that. And it's just a great example of uh, how, this, how this whole the brave new world of these technologies is going to change not just, you know, the patron experience at a restaurant, but the ways we even are entertained. Um, pretty cool stuff. 
Um, the other one, of course, aligned to machine vision is uh, there's a there's a kid out there that went through and figured out how to program a machine vision camera to look to watch his hand motions to control his Minecraft character, um, which I just thought was brilliant because it's again a perfect application of technology in a bit of a frivolous way. But what was neat was was just done by a college student, and uh, that's a great way to show what the next generation is going to do with these new technologies. Are you kidding me? But that's you know, a great application. That frivolous Absolutely. stuff is the stuff sometimes that ends up becoming the the game changing technology. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, think about it. How often is just some nerd who's doing something that's fun and cool for them ended up developing something that is, you know, world-changing and revolutionary? I love the fact that there's still these in-the-garage stories. Oh, yeah. I, I'm yeah. sure he wasn't maybe yep. in his garage, maybe it was in his bedroom or whatever, right. but I love that. Yeah, because yep, you can have faith in humanity there. Hey, going back to the autonomous stuff there, they're doing yep. indie cars? I yeah, mean, are we going to see a self-driving Indy 500 at some point? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they're working at. They are in, they are in F... F series uh, setups. They're uh, they've done their test runs at the Indianapolis Speedway, um, and you can go look. You can go look them up. They're sponsored. There's Intel partners that are you know helping make that work. So it's uh, it's it's really cool to be seeing this kind of stuff. So yeah, are we going to see uh, autonomous autonomous race cars? Yeah, I can't wait. Also, let's bring back the 1920s. Let's have autonomous plane races. There you there go. You go. <laughs> yeah. Well, who knew that Pixar's Cars was actually a vision of the future? <laughs> There you go. <laughs> that Pixar. Yeah, they're, they're on the cutting edge. <laughs> they knew edge what they were doing, yeah. That's right, that's All right. right. Dean, what's tech connecting well, with you? Just a couple of things. I got two of them today. One of them was just a, a headline. Archaeologists may have found the world's oldest home. And how okay. old of a home might you think that was? Where is it and what is it? World's oldest home? I'm yeah. going to say maybe like... 30, 40,000 years old? Oh, you're not even close, no, dude. Further no, further back than that? Yeah, 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 yeah. A couple yeah. hundred thousand? Rob, you got to guess. So it's in... It's in. I was going to go back I was going to go back in the million year kind of range in the... You're on it. Yeah. Yep, yep, he's on it. It's in the Kalahari Desert in South Africa. It's called Wonderwork Cave. Uh, so it's a cave. That was a little unfair. Oh, yeah, you yeah. probably okay. had structure right. in your mind. Thinking, like, yeah. yeah, like a whatever. Like, something. yeah, actual human structure, yeah. No, yeah. but uh, apparently this has had continuous occupation for several million years uh, that, that some type of humanid or human whatever, right, you know, going right. back in our chain, uh, if you will, has lived there. And so they have, you know, uh, evidence of fire, evidence of eating and all kinds of stuff like that. Wow. But they're estimating 2.3 uh, or so, or at least million years that somebody's been living in this cave. That's awesome. In Africa. Is somebody living there now? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, yes. And we should keep archaeologists, it going. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. The archaeologists are in there kind of digging through that's and true. figuring there it all go. out. Yeah, along that's the way. Pretty cool. What's that? Check the RBO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be in Airbnb before we know it. Yeah. No doubt. All right. My last one is a question to both of you guys. Okay. What was the original commercial video game? What is the name of the first original commercial video game? Was it Pong? No, it's not Pong. Rob, were you a gamer back in the day? Or are you still you're still kind of a gamer, yeah, aren't you? I was. I think I should know this. It's one of those the, the one I remember the most was a was a one about it was a cave game. It was like a cave a cave ex exploration game and it was built for the mainframe, but I don't remember what its original name was. No, well, this one's not that. This article is claiming that the, the name of the uh, of the video game is 
Computer Space. That's it. Computer Space. <laughs> it was debuted in October 15th of 1971 wow. at the Music Operators of America trade show in Chicago. And it is basically asteroids. It's just a little, okay. you know, a little whatever, a space pod that, right, that right. shoots at two um, uh, space alien craft, right, I guess. Right. And that's the whole game, you know. And back then, I mean, the computing power, even to pull that off, must have been pretty cool. Pretty so, yeah, of course, yeah. the image is just of a CRT TV right, right. <laughs> with this little thing floating around. If you watch a video <laughs> of it, uh, that that's what it was. But anyway, that company, unfortunately, did not make it. Nutting Associates, I guess, who was the small company that created this right, very first right. one. Nobody's ever heard of nutting associates uh but anyway you know back because they branded it so badly it's such a bad name well, right but 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 the reason why they went this direction was because this was obviously the first time right after we had just landed on the moon oh so yeah I mean, okay. this is how far sense. back we're yeah. Going. yeah so we're gonna do something that's kind of moon oriented and so yeah, yeah but they anyway. could have called it something like moon landing or right. moon attack no. or moon battle computer space computer space that's man. it <laughs> That's the, that the only reason that nutting was out of this called nutting associates. The only reason yeah. they're not mentioned up there with like Microsoft and right. Google is because they just didn't have a good marketing. They department. failed on the name. Yeah. And as we've discussed recently, what they really should have done was uh, taken out one of the uh, vowels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> computer space. Computer space. Yeah. <laughs> should have done is they should have partnered with a, a good aggregator because then they would have had access to a channel that could have made it widespread. Yep. see bingo there you go bingo look, look at rob bringing it right back to the main point there there you go what's that connecting with you so this one might seem i'm not gonna it's not gonna be a journey it might seem like it doesn't make sense as far as tech or world or whatever at first but i've been watching this series american crime story impeachment oh which is the third season of the american crime story franchise uh that's been on, on netflix or on, on fx rather uh which you know started off with the oj simpson trial and they did the um um the what was the not versace murder but um oh i can't oh. remember the the guy that got killed anyway the fashion designer was killed anyway that was the second season so this season is all about the bill clinton monica Lewinsky scandal from the late 90s and the reason why i bring this up is because one watching it it's a fascinating way to kind of relive mm -hmm. what we thought about that whole situation mm -hmm. back then versus how you kind of understand it to be now mm -hmm. but also because monica Lewinsky has become a fascinating person in the world of uh, advocacy for like cyberbullying and the way we act on social media and the internet and the anonymity aspect of the internet that makes people feel like it's okay to just publicly shame and attack right. people and all. Yeah. And there was a great, I was actually just listening to an interview with her on a podcast today that reminded me of this whole thing. And, you know, for someone obviously who was on the butt end of this, and she was kind of the first person to get like the internet as part of the shaming and ah, the scandal is yes. part of it because a lot of this, the original story kind of broke on the Drudge Report. Mm -hmm. That was like Matthew Drudge's first big mm -hmm. story that made a name for him and for his little website that he mm -hmm. was doing at the mm -hmm. time. And they kind of cover a little bit of that in the show. But it's fascinating because she, you know, obviously went through hell and back during that time and, you know, went out of the public's, you know, spotlight for many, many years. Decades. And has recently yeah. returned in the last decade or so to kind of, you know, take on this kind of advocacy role. And she's got a very good sense of humor about the whole thing. It's very, you know, sharp. Oh, that's pretty and, cool, though. And, and, you know, and very strong-willed about the entire situation. But yeah. has, and, has, and has managed to find a way to do something good about it. And she's talking about this fascinating documentary that she recently um, helped produce that is all about just talking to people that have been through this whole public shaming cycle. Mm. And, and, you know, a big part of what she talks about it is this idea that, you know, the Internet makes for... A, you know, lightning fast reactions to stuff that if someone just took an extra little bit of time, even just an hour or two or a couple days 
to let the story unfold and to get the all the details. A little bit more detail they, yeah, behind it. Could yeah. save mm-hmm. so many people from having their lives just torn Destroyed. apart yeah. by something that actually was not as you know yeah. terrible as as people were making it out. Good to lesson be, there. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know it's kind What's of it a, called again. It's, uh, well, her, the uh, the show on net on FX is American Crime Story Impeachment. Got it. Uh, it's about to wrap up its season, I believe, and mm-hmm. it'll probably be on Netflix soon. I think, but a uh, good story, good interesting way to kind of you know, tap back into that uh, that whole news cycle again that we have long forgotten about you know what's interesting to me on that one is if there was a um there was a really neat innovation done she she in fact got a bunch of awards for it for an app called rethink and i don't remember her name she went to high school with my daughter actually she went she's a student at harvard now um and it basically was an app that was installed it used ai on a phone to look at kids texts to look at whether or not they were saying things that were harsh and if it saw sense that someone was doing something that was, hey, it would basically ping back and say, are you sure you want to text this? This could be mm-hmm. interpreted as super harsh or bullying or something like that. Mm-hmm. And wow. uh, it, it, it ended, she went on Shark Tank and won. Uh, oh, darn. Wow. A lot of money. So it's, it's really neat, though, to see how far we've come and then to see people that have been really impacted by stuff like that take take uh take technology and do something do something to make a difference so yeah that's a good news about it i love it yeah Mm -hmm. that's a great idea yeah all right well hey that's what's that connecting with us there you Uh, go rob risney from intel thank you so much for joining us today we appreciate having you on the show thank you very much i'll look forward to being here again definitely yes sir hey until next time uh go out and look for the stars find some constellations Constellations. there you go before you tweet (laughs) and uh as always stay connected The retail technology landscape is rapidly changing as convenience stores and QSRs move away from client-server POS and legacy standalone backend systems to cloud-delivered applications, IoT sensors, and mobile. If you want to see how the stores of the future will operate, check out an interactive panel discussion with four experts from Intel's IoT Group, Bluestar, Reliant, and Supermicro. Hosted by the editor of the channel company's IoT Solution Integrator, discussion topics include leveraging IoT platforms, transforming with digital technology and automation, improving the customer experience, and learning what's working by exploring retail technology use cases. To view the on-demand webinar, check out the link in our show notes.